Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. Let me just pull up the uh, Final Destination Wikipedia page and <laughs> yeah, IMDb. <of> course. <laughs> yeah, the two uh, the two tried and true uh, like sources for information. Yeah, is it is this going to be like the dollop? Do you, do you know what happened with the dollop? Do you no. know that podcast? No, it's uh, Dave Anthony and this other guy, and we're just. Uh, recording right now. We'll just ch- we'll we'll do one of those things. You know how like some podcasts they just like fade in on a conversation yes. that's in, already in media happening? res in media res. Yeah, yeah we're just like talking, yeah. having a conversation like a fly on the wall. <laughs> like people are just here yeah. like fly on the wall. Wait, yeah. So Dave Anthony, he's the singer for uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? No, you're thinking of uh, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Kiedis, yeah. Kiedis. <laughs> but they must be related. Right. Um, but no, uh, it's a podcast where like Dave Anthony reads uh, reads uh, stories in history to this other comedian, Gareth Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty funny and interesting, but uh, Dave Anthony got accused of like by the writer of a, of a st- story- of a, by a journalist of just like taking his story basically verbatim and not crediting him. Oh, uh, wait, in, a, in an episode? Yeah, in an episode. Like he puts together these stories um, that you kind of assume he just like researched and like put together himself and everything. And I guess sure. for this particular one, he was just like reading from verbatim from a from like something that some guy worked really hard on. Oh, okay. I yeah. guess that's problematic if you're like, I don't know, like getting a bunch of money from that. And I'm sure that the Dave Anthony's podcast does make him some money. So I guess that yeah, is that are. is that is frustrating. They're a pretty popular podcasts. I will I will say um, that us reading from Wikipedia or is not the same, not thing. The, quite the same thing. <laughs> no. And in general, just like doing podcasts. I don't know. I like the I like the podcast verse being like the Wild West a little bit. Like I'm not into plagiarism, but I am into like, hey, I like the, I like their style. I want to do a podcast like that. That sounds fun. Like to me, that I, that doesn't bother me. Like, like if somebody like copied my format or something, I would be like, right, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> do it. Like I I believe there can be mil uh, like a ton of shows done the same way about the same topic by different people and that's totally fine (laughs) yeah but uh you know what i realized what i started doing for our i don't know if if anyone listened to our most recent bonus episode we covered clowns in Mm, cinema mm -hmm. which actually turned out to be a pretty fun episode but um i usually go into all of our episodes expecting them to be just mind-numbingly boring right uh, boring for us boring for them (laughs) yeah but i for the intro i i chose a song that's like a hundred percent uh copywritten and like perfect probably can't be used perfect uh in this context but i listen to so many podcasts there's a podcast i listen to that is like 
has a very wide audience, mm-hmm. and their theme song is All the Things She Said by Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get away with using whatever. So I, th- I guess what I'm saying is like after we finish the Final Destination ones, I'm just going to start using like real copywritten music for our... Uh, theme songs that's that's honestly i encourage that it's so weird like i i actually want to get a cease and desist just so i can see what it says and so i could understand the laws of this better because in every podcast i've ever done i've used so much copyrighted material like (laughs) i i had a twilight zone podcast that was very successful and our theme song was the twilight zone theme song (laughs) so it's like i don't really know what the rules are like i want to start another i mean and and of course based on what i just said everyone can steal this idea if they want but i want to start a like late 90s up to 2010 um pop punk podcast i want to do like like just like oh hell yeah go back through and just like uh review old pop punk albums from that like that generation and I yeah. plan on playing almost the entire albums back to like front right. to back on that podcast. So it's like, do am I going to get in trouble? We'll see, I guess. I think yeah, the problem I is s- I, the, one of the problems is trying to put it on YouTube, which a lot of podcasts do. We yeah. don't do that. I don't do that with any of my yeah. shows, but YouTube tends to flag copyright written material, uh, maybe even unprompted by anyone flagging it. Right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, see, I would like us to get a cease and desist just to have confirmation that people listen to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> besides, besides Brian and uh, Dad wears glasses. Dad wears glasses. Yeah. No, we actually do. We we do get like I I love it when people send DMs. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one, but we got like a really nice DM. I get I sometimes get them to my personal Twitter too of people just saying like, "Hey, I like your like podcast or whatever. It's funny and shit." Right. Um, yeah. that's always nice. It's like, if you like, like something, I'm not like telling people they should write into us. You can, our Twitter is Chucky rules 420, but it's always nice when you're like making something that's almost basically for free, like what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say yeah. that like our, our listenership, um, is very in- incredibly steady, like incredibly yeah. steady overall. Like, and I, and I'm, and I'm a, I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with the amount of yeah, me too. listeners and subscribers that we have. Um, I, I mean, uh, everybody wants more, but that's not like that being said, I'm so psyched that, <laughs> that we have the listeners that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good community of like weird, uh, weird horror movie, uh, fans who Hell also yeah. like the dumb uh, memes and shit that I put <laughs> on <Hell> Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking the thing about... Uh, folks, do not cancel. It cancel... You know what? Anyone uh, who's who's uh, getting hired on SNL is fair game, but do not cancel our dear boy, the Crypt Keeper. Yes, please don't. I wanted to say, uh, just up top, because this just happened, uh, RIP to Sid Haig. Yeah, big, that's a huge bummer, right? I feel like we were just talking about Sid Haig on a a previous episode. We were, I think we talked about him on the clown episode, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he was great. I I don't know if he's in every Rob Zombie movie, but every one that he's in, I, like, enjoyed him in it. Yeah, he's he's a fucking treasure. Yeah, he plays the judge in Jackie Brown. He's like... Um, I don't know, just a really cool uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Like, in a, in a lot of those, like, early, like, I think it's, like, 70s era, early 80s, uh, like, exploitation films. Like, those, like, yeah, like, uh, women in cages. Like, that, that, that era grindhouse uh, films. Like, Sid Haig was a big player in that. And, like, I don't know. I, I think the guy is a really, is I'm a sorry, huge what talent. era is this? I wanted to write this down. Like, the 70s, early 80s. Okay, 70s, early 80s, grindhouse, women in cages. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be missed. I thought he was a, I thought he was really fun. Anytime he'd show up in anything, it was always like me drunk at a party yelling, <laughs> like, that's the guy. That's Sid Haig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, he's he, one of those guys, though, that I like know nothing about his personal life, so... Uh, after he died, like before posting about it, I had to like, and it kind of sucks that we have to, it definitely sucks that we have to do this these days, but I just did like a quick Wikipedia scrub to make sure there's nice. not like a controversy nice. section. Eric, you're a coward. I would have just I fucking blasted the internet I immediately. Know. I love this. I stand with Sid Haig. And that's, uh, that is exhilarating actually these days to get on the internet and just totally fucking uh glow up somebody and but you don't know if they've been canceled or not yeah like, like i just went on like going on the internet just being like william shatner is my hero and then like and then like <laughs> waiting to see if there's any if he's been like me too <laughs> yeah i've i've been live tweeting my woody allen rewatch i love um, it what would you start yeah. with <laughs> um uh annie annie hall that's the only one i could pull. <laughs> uh when i, I asked you that question i kind of thought it was going to be funnier but then i realized yeah i kind of you know what i was trying to think of like funny. was he in like uh court for uh something something fucked up with like mia farrow or whatever probably it was for uh, grand theft auto oh really no can oh, you okay. imagine him robin like <laughs> hijacking a car yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Woody Allen's career and reputation. Uh, R.I.P. Sid Haig's actual life. Um, uh, you will both be missed. Yeah. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, uh, um, yeah. we are coming to a close on this Final Destination series, Dishing About you might Destination. Say this is our Final Destination. Yes, you might say that there is a loose electric cable sort of sitting in a pool of rainwater that I have yet to discard, and perhaps by the end of this episode, that might activate some, I don't know, series of, of events that ends up with me getting my head smashed by a car tire. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah. You know what I was thinking about uh, is like these movies, and we talked about it. I think we were both pretty down on the fourth one. Hell yeah, that last one week. stunk. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and we were kind of. I was talking about how uh, maybe these movies aren't meant to be like binge watched because you kind of really see uh, all of the commonalities, which are is basically the plot and everything that happens in the movies besides the specifics of like how people die um they follow the same framework i was thinking about like other similar horror movies where it's just the same setup kind of situation and i feel like the saw movies might be a similar thing where like if you go and watch all of the saw movies the same way we're watching these final destination movies you would get a little like 
bored with them. Right. I think, okay, so the difference between Saw, though, is while I do agree that those movies have a swift decline, much like every horror film franchise, at least there's a central character, Jigsaw, that keeps us sort of guessing, you know, like, okay, like at one point I think Jigsaw dies in one of the movies and then it's taken over by another person. And I mean, there's, there's like drama with that. I do agree though that like the premises are similar where it's like people getting trapped in fucked up situations. Yeah. But with this film franchise, there is no like recurring, like death is an invisible force. Right. Right. They should have done something with Bloodworth to like make him, more valuable because he's he could have been like a jigsaw kind of character i mean this honestly if this film should have been final destination 2 and honestly you could have wiped out all the rest of them like final destination 5 i think does a good job of picking up where the first film left off um yeah with some with some cool twists and turns it brings back tony todd in a big bad way kind of giving his character more to do it solidifies what the game quote unquote is with the series and it also adds a rule to final destination that we didn't have in the previous films and i really feel like was missing with those other films i think this could have been a a a badass sequel and then it's like let's see where we go from there let's see what the third one is like because Honestly, I think they were they were going towards a good direction with five. Unfortunately, it is the last film in the series. Yeah, <laughs> I do not yeah. see them making another one. Maybe, maybe they will. I don't know, but like, I I don't see it happening. Um, despite the fact that this film, like the rest of them, made fucking like over triple its money back. <laughs> oh, did it really? Yeah, it's a forty million dollar movie. It made a hundred and fifty seven. million dollars almost four times the budget jesus christ yeah uh yeah i don't do you agree agree with what i was saying though like how this film does it is like a a i think good sequel yeah i think so too um yeah i like it it's you're right it picks up like in a in a good kind of sequel way of like after uh final destination one um yeah it's just it seems like a little you could tell like the like the difference in release uh but like story-wise uh and and just everything else yeah i could see this being like a final destination two and it probably would have like kept the momentum up a little bit like the final destination two the only in my mind really valuable part is that fucking uh log truck the beginning uh the log truck accident and that isn't that like there's like a subtle nod to that in this one isn't there yeah there is on the bus in the beginning when they're driving towards the bridge you see all the logs there's a lot of subtle nods to the rest of the series in this uh, right and that's something that for the final destination doesn't really do and i i would say even like final destination 3 doesn't do it too much either um or any of the other ones. Like no. that's kind of like a staple of like horror franchises. Is like you want to get these like these these fucking nods to the real fans, you know? Those those are the people that are like they they get excited about shit like that. Like when I saw the log truck, I was I was like a little bit excited and nostalgic for for that uh 
you know, moment in two when like a bunch of people died in a car accident. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it fondly. Yeah. <laughs> that time all those people were senselessly, brutally <laughs> murdered on the highway. But I, Yeah, I, which is based on a true story. <laughs> well, Final Destination is based on a true story and that we all die, I guess. Sure. Um, but I, I, I totally agree. I think that um, this, this film franchise was a very good idea that nobody really did anything with interesting with the idea they they took what was it in the first film and they made that over and over again they just keep kept cashing in on that original good idea you see i don't think the first film had to answer all the questions right like jason all the questions about jason in friday the 13th they get answered as we go um and i think that like the fifth film finally does actually start fixing some of the problems with the series and with the whole like deus ex machina of it all. But like, yeah, the other, what makes two, three and the final destination so boring is that they just fucking like, they just can't seem to figure out how, what to do with that concept. Whereas five is actually written by somebody who is, you know, like, who's a good writer. It's, it's, it's like it was given by the guy who wrote arrival or who would go on to write the film arrival. And, um, and he actually takes like some liberties with the, with the, uh, with the fucking mythos of final destination and makes something kind of really brilliant. Like, I don't know, just like giving it, giving the one caveat of this, like you have to take a life in order to like free yourself up from your own death all of a sudden gives the film stakes where there really were no stakes before. Cause we just knew all these people were going to die. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So Jeremy, I say we, d- I mean, let's dive right into talking Hell about yeah. final destination five. And before we do that, uh, let's take just a real quick break. Love. We'll it. see you in one minute. Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Warrior K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gann, and this is Video Games, a comedy show, the only video game podcast that is funny at all. Join the Radio Morning Zoo Tycoon crew as we explore topics such as video game characters who eat stuff, and sure, Kratos is a father, but is he the ultimate daddy? Video Games, a comedy show is a part of the Schmidtcast family of podcasts, so subscribe for a brand new episode every Monday morning. You can find it anywhere podcasts are heard. That's Video games, a comedy show. How do I? Hi, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, of course, uh, Dishing About Destination, the final destination. We're not covering the final destination, but this is our final <laughs> destination of the final destination franchise. The final destination was the final destination movie right. we covered last time. This is the uh, final destination of Dishing About Destination, a final destination podcast. In which we will be covering Final Destination Five, mm-hmm. which came after the Final Destination. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So O eleven, uh, which <laughs> is the proper way to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Uh, I don't even. This is like almost too recent for me to even like know what I was doing at that point. Nearly a decade like, ago, though. If you think yeah, about it, I suppose. I guess I was yeah, I was in Texas. Yeah, I hadn't graduated college yet. I graduated in 2013, so I guess I was going. This is when I got really got serious about school. So I was like putting a lot of childish stuff behind me and like really focusing on like doing my classes, 
and all that good stuff. Like getting out of fucking school was like the big goal. And I did. Yeah. In 2013, I got, I like got like my GPA back up and I was able to graduate with an English degree. <laughs> um, I love the through line of like, we could be talking about any year and you're just like, yeah, I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> 1994. Yep. Yep. College. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, 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 here's a, here's an interesting story about 2011 though. Um, so this was the year that I like walked into my advisor's office and this is a crazy story. <laughs> so the, it was a lady and she was a little older, but not like super old or anything. And she was like, um, we were, we were like going through what classes I needed to graduate. And she gave me what's called like a graduation roadmap. And she wrote it all down on this like piece of paper and I put it in my notebook and she was like, okay, those are the classes you need. And, uh, you know, and you can basically, you'll be graduated. If, if you do this, you'll be graduated in a year and a half. And so I was like sick. This is really sick. Uh, so I did that. And when it came time to apply for graduation, um, the woman who worked in the off, like the English department office was like, uh, no, you cannot graduate. Like you are like four whole classes away from graduating. Like you're gonna have to do another semester at least. Whoa. And I was like, what? No, that's impossible. Like the roadmap I got, you know, back in 2011, um, says that I, I, I'm, I'm due to graduate now. And, and she was like, who who was your advisor and i was like it was this lady and she was like oh my gosh um okay uh that lady actually had was forced to resign because she (laughs) had dementia (laughs) 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 and i was like oh and she was like yeah uh actually do you have like anything with her handwriting on it that says this? And I was like, yeah. And I somehow, even though I used to throw shit away all the time, I somehow, thank God, pulled that piece of paper out of my notebook, uh, handed it over. And she was like, yep, this is it. She's like, actually, legally, we do have, we will graduate you because this was what you were told by an advisor here in our office. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you like didn't, uh, meet the like actual um requirements or what i mean so basically i was missing four um what are, what are those what are those early classes called uh oh, like gen eds yeah like prereqs um yeah, yeah, yeah. i had taken all the 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 classes for oh, my major yeah. so i was missing like like a biology and an algebra and oh, yeah. they just let Let's me, save you a bunch yeah. of time and money. No fucking cr- no fucking shit, right? Like I can't I I was so freaked yeah, out. Rules. Like it was it was crazy. Yeah, I that was like the craziest like uh a most like shortest most brief emotional roller coaster of my life where I was like <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, I can't graduate." And then it was like, "Oh, I guess I can graduate." Oh, that poor woman. Oh, okay. I guess I'm Oh, well. <laughs> I was like I'll leave. I'll just like, I'll just like take this piece of paper that says I'm out of here in a year and, uh, or I'm out of here and uh, yeah, go. But that was it. That was my, uh, that's my 2011 story. Eric, do you have anything from 2011 you remember? 2011. Well, I was going to say this is what didn't happen in 2011, but uh, when I went to college, we, we could take like online classes. Um, and I, I, uh, my friend, uh, my friend and I took uh, one of our like, prerequisite like bullshit 
science classes. I think it was a biology or something that was like the it was like known as like the hardest like gen ed class everyone had to take and people were always like dreading having to take it and we took it online over the summer and uh it couldn't have been easier because we would like take the exams together and we would sit there and we would like split them (laughs) we would like split up the questions and like because you're like not supervised at all i learned nothing and i lost (laughs) you know whatever like six hundred dollars but you know passed the class hell Uh, yeah I also took an online, we had to do um, some type of like one credit of like a, like, phys- like a, what the fuck's it called? Like, like not like fitness, but like there were like uh, physical like classes, like uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took an online meditation class where you just like were supposed to meditate and you uh, had to like, talk like write in a message board on the internet like how how your meditation went. Very cool. <laughs> and that was college. I I did that for my bachelor's degree, Jeremy. I love um, it. Congratulations. But uh, 2011. I don't know. I don't remember too much about this year. Like, uh, just because it was like super uneventful. I was living in Madison, Wisconsin. I was uh. I think I was still like kind of making music a little bit around this point and starting to write. Um, I was working second shift at a call center where I had a lot of downtime and I was reading a ton of like J.D. Salinger and Vonnegut and Hemingway and all that stuff. And then uh, I started writing. Uh, I started writing a, no- a novel that's like imba- I still have some like pages of it saved. Uh, and it's fucking atrocious. It's like so bad. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what I was up to. Um, so let's talk about the... Uh, I was definitely seeing a lot of movies around this time. And uh, let's talk about some of these. So uh, The Help. Hana. Hana was okay. Uh, Moneyball. Midnight in Paris. Drive. Uh, the Tree of Life, Contagion, Sucker Punch, <laughs> Source Code, uh, Hugo, Bridesmaids. Oh, man, another bad year, kind of. Limitless. Yeah, yeah. The Descendants was okay. I'm looking for anything that Descendants was me in pr- this. was was pretty good. That was like one of the yeah. last great uh, fucking um, Alexander Payne films yeah yeah well yeah before nebraska nebraska is probably the high point for me and then like yeah that last one was like pretty bad i thought right yeah downsizing Downsizing. um yeah 2011 actually kind of sucks scream (laughs) four (laughs) okay Uh, scream came back in a big bad way i guess yeah, 2011, another terrible year for movies. Yeah, I don't honestly, I don't even really remember seeing a lot of these. I must not have been going to the theater a lot um, back in 2011, which I guess would have made sense. I, I did see Moneyball. I did see Midnight in Paris. Oh, fucking Drive. Yeah, Drive is good. And Tree of Life. Those are both great. Sure. Um, uh, is the seventh Harry Potter the last one? 
Yeah, mm. the part. Yeah, that. So oh, okay. we we say goodbye to the Order Harry Potter the film. Yeah. Franchise. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is pretty good. Oh, Rango. That gave us a lot of comedy. What the girl with the dragon tattoo? No, Rango. Oh, Rango. Uh, okay. Take Shelter. Very good film. With uh, that guy. Yeah. Melancholia. I mean, there are some gems in here for sure. But yeah, overall. Mostly not great. Mostly not great. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Final Destination 5. Uh, so let's see. Written by Eric Heiserer. Uh, it stars Nicholas uh, Diagosto, Emma Bell, Miles Fisher, uh, famous uh, fucking Tom Cruise lookalike, uh, Arlen right. Escarpeta. And uh, David Koechner, I actually know who that guy is. Right. Uh, we all know David Koechner from Anchorman. He shows up in like a lot of these weird like D movie. Uh, yeah. I guess I wouldn't call this a D movie. Maybe like a C movie. But uh, he shows up in a lot of these like weird little like smaller movies. Right. Yeah. He'll be like he'll show up in like the film Waiting as like the boss. He's always playing yeah. like the creepy yeah. stupid boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh kind of reprising his role as uh Packer from the office a little bit in every sure. in every role. Uh you mentioned Stephen Quayle. Did you mention Stephen Quayle as the director? He has done really nothing else. I mean like he's done he's he's made like 7 films, but none of them were it, none of them were anything that I've even really seen or or heard of. Um, yeah. So, uh, but the writer of uh, Final Destination Five is pretty notable. Uh, I think he's. I think his uh, his credits sort of speak for themselves. Again, I will mention Arrival as being like really fucking good. Have you seen that movie, Eric? Yeah, I like Arrival. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. He's also made like additions to other f- horror franchises and kind of has a past in that. So like the A Nightmare on Elm Street remake, The Thing, like that new The Thing movie. Um and then he did that Bird Box film for Netflix. Which what, I, th- I think was what good. What is Bird but- Box by the way? Do you know like t- give me like the premise cuz I was like reading I I like saw the word Bird Box a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it uh, what it is. I think it it's something. It, I I think it's similar to a quiet place, in its premise of like there are things that like will kill you if you look at them. I think so. Like people have to like wear blind mm. blindfolds. Uh, I didn't see Bird Box, but I remember it was like a big hot uh, a, a hot meme for a while. Was uh, Sandra Bullock with uh, wearing a blindfold? Oh, okay. See, I thought maybe it was a movie about like a knockoff uh, skateboard company. Uh, oh, it's like a knockoff of Birdhouse. <laughs> Birdhouse, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, something. It's, it's it has something to do with like if they take off their blindfolds, they will die. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. that being like like a like blind being blindfolded was like a thing. Uh, wasn't there something that came out on like? Netflix 
in the last couple of years. And I thought maybe this was Bird Box, but like a choose-your-own-adventure almost kind of a Bandersnatch. thing. Bandersnatch. Oh, Bandersnatch. That's what I'm confusing it with. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Also didn't see that. Yeah, Bandersnatch, uh, I haven't watched it either, but I definitely do want to watch that at some point because it's... Uh, I love all that Black Mirror shit. I think it's really fun. Um. So, yeah. The film received mostly positive reviews. Uh, critics plays, praise the plot, CGI, death scenes, and tone. Um, hmm. Let's see if there's any interesting... Uh, Trivia. <laughs> Trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the longest and- opening disaster sequence of any of them. Which is crazy because okay. it, it flew by oh, yeah. to me when the other ones felt longer. I think it's because the other ones are crappier. And this one is actually very, very good. I think this one has more of a setup, too. I wonder if they're including that. Because I remember like starting this one and being like, wow, it's taken them like, a little while to get... They're actually establishing the characters and stuff in this one. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're like, we're getting to know these people before we... like have to figure out if we care if they're about to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, um, and and something you mentioned earlier, too, is all the nods to the previous films, which they're, I think they have... They, they definitely give a huge nod to, I think, each one of the films in this film. For example, the picture that Olivia knocks off her desk was taken at Devil's Flight, the roller coaster from Final Destination 3. That's at around the 44-minute mark. Yeah, there's a lot. That, yeah, there's some like fun little shit in this. Uh, little like Easter eggs, I guess. Um, Ashley Tisdale auditioned for the role of Candace Hooper. This is another situation where like they had th- this happened in the last one too, where it was like I forget who it was, but someone actually famous auditioned and they passed on them. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. This is the first film in the in the Final Destination franchise to be released in the IMAX format. Right. It was also 3D again, so return to that, which um, I think obviously hurts the film the way the film looks so much today. But might have been fun in 2011 to watch. I don't know. This, uh, yeah, I didn't see it in theaters or in 3D, but you know, it has that. Yeah. It has that like obvious problem of like when a big death happens where they wanted it to like pop out at you it looks so crazy without 3d glasses on (laughs) sure yeah um how do you feel about an imax by the way i'm hope i'm hopefully gonna go see that ad astra film sometime this weekend in imax i'm very excited to go i i like imax although i will say kind of like anything once you're in the film for like the first like 30 minutes, you forget you're watching an IMAX movie. That's how I, I kind of yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the opposite of that with uh, 3D. I feel like it's like more noticeable that I'm in a 3D movie, mainly because I like, I feel like my eyes are closer together than like they design those glasses to be. Sure. Um, so I can like see the frame of the glasses. Oh, I think I can too. I think that's just Which, those like, glasses. Which fu- like fucks me up. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. In a 3D film, I'm always reminded I'm watching a 3D film because I have something stupid on my face. But in IMAX, is a little different. If you're not in 3D, I think you, you. I just adjust. But that's the same if I'm like watching a film on my phone or like at my TV at home. Like, give me 30 minutes, and I forget sort of like where I am and like what's the format I'm watching it on. Like. It's it's it stops bothering me or ceasing like to amaze me at some point. 
So this bridge is in, uh, we're supposed to be in New York, but this is the Lionsgate Bridge in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. After looks, Lionsgate, I was the wondering production company. Where the hell uh, this bridge was, because it looks sweet. Every time I like see something and I like he- and it's cool and I hear that it's Vancouver, I just want to go there more. We it, should it, visit Vancouver. Vancouver sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. We should visit it's like for the, the show. Hollywood of Is it the Hollywood of uh Canada? I think so. I have two Canadians on my mod team and they both uh I believe came from Vancouver, so where there was um, where there was like industry and stuff. Fans uh send us some money and we'll go to vancouver mm-hmm. yeah 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 i want to take a little send us I take a rich lavish vacation so just send me money yeah we'll do an episode up there for sure at least um, or you know yeah. if we forget we'll do one back home <laughs> jeremy you know where i was recently uh and i was like so close to it uh geograph like like miles wise I was only two miles away from it but it would have been like a huge hassle to get to it was Mm -hmm. I was uh, hanging around Chicago this weekend uh, and I found out that I was two miles away from the house the apartment building uh, and Child's Play 1 I knew it I knew you were going to say that (laughs) yeah dude and it's still there but it's in like a very busy part of town and shit Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'll have to get over there like I, I know where it is now, so next time I'm like when I'm in, like nearby it, I will make a point to go to it. Fuck yeah, that's and, a great uh, pick for the gram. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, I'll be like lying on top of a car, mm-hmm. like pretending I just fell out of the window with like a axe in my head or whatever it is. Yeah, hashtag babysitter problems. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to look up that hashtag, by the way. Uh, the the uh, looking at the goofs, uh, the the LASIK machine would be unable to produce a beam powerful enough to cause the amount of burning. Shown due to its power limitations. I feel like there's probably a lot of those uh, in all of these movies where it's like, yeah, that couldn't really happen. Right. And it kind of makes it uninteresting to like pick it apart because you're like, yeah, we fucking know. Like it's the blazer wouldn't work or like or like water being poured on on like an electrical item. Like in in every movie that makes it explode or shock someone when that doesn't actually happen either. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So before we get into this movie, I I was like, I think I mentioned before that I wasn't sure if I've seen Final Destination 5. Right. And this was fucking, this has been like driving me crazy for days now since I watched it, is I was watching this movie and it immediately seemed familiar to me. Uh But like familiar in a way where like I have watched this movie within the last six months to a year and I couldn't remember. I still can't remember like the situation in which I watched it. Uh, and it's driving me fucking wild. Cause I can usually remember like if I'm rewatching a movie, like it will bring me back physically and like my memory back to like where I was when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of driving me insane. Cause I was like, particularly the uh the so i saw the guy that looks like tom cruise and i was like i've fucking seen that guy in something before and then when we get to the uh the gymnastics the whole gymnastics bit i remembered it like very well and i remember like 
talking to someone about it, and it's been driving me up the fucking wall. Uh, if anyone out there watched this movie with me, because <laughs> <let> <laughs> uh, it's driving me insane. I it's like this weird like I've discovered this like weird hole in my memory mm-hmm. that uh, is just it's like an itch that I can't scratch. And I it's love it. Fucking driving me mental. Yeah, um, it's like a uh, Mandela effect, but. Uh for for final destination yeah do you pronounce it final destination or phenol destination <laughs> uh phenol for sure <laughs> yeah. um yeah so um yeah do you want to get jump into the plot let's jump in baby let's jump into that plot all right uh let's see here let me just get my uh very detailed outline um mm-hmm. Pulled up, and I of course have this in a, a spreadsheet, uh, opening mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, Excel. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, plot: uh, <laughs> Sam Lawton <laughs> is on his way to a company retreat with col- his colleagues. Uh, well, uh, so uh, the what is this company? Do you remember what this company does exactly? They're a paper they have a company in an office. Oh, okay. Okay. So soft pitch for an alternate Final Destination 5, it's the cast from The Office. (laughs) And they go through all that stuff and then you could even have like, instead of Sam it's Jim, and instead of, I think Holly is her name, it's Pam. Uh, You even have like the Dwight of The Office who's like this creepy pervert in in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think there's like a lot of, uh, uh, David Koechner can be either David Koechner from the office or Michael Scott sort of works for both there. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this, this film would have been a hoot with the, with the office cast. In, in fact, Eric, why don't we make more movies like that where we take like the cast of cheers, but then put them in like the <laughs> Anaconda <laughs> franchise or something. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, um, but yeah, so at the beginning of the film though, we also get a pretty intense long sequence. How, what, how did you feel about the intro sequence? Um, I wasn't super into it. I liked it actually. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was cooler than the fucking. I was so bummed after the final destination where we remember we get like two, two cr- of them. Yeah, yeah. and I and both I suck. hated both of them so much. This one I actually like. I actually thought there was like some, some like I don't know craft behind it or something. And it does reference sure. a lot of the other films in it, which I you know i like and you know i hope it's not just that 2011 is uh closer to 2019 than the other films and it's just like the film just looks better than the rest of them because of that i'm hoping it's not that and that i actually like and that there actually is some some method to the madness of it being like I don't know, better craft or I don't know. I mean, even the font of the credits I liked better in this film than any of the other films. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they, we kind of get this uh, background of like, uh, like a, like a relation, like a strut, like a rela- failing relationship mm-hmm. between uh, Sam and Sam molly molly yeah Yeah. molly i I (laughs) think i called her holly but she's molly um Um, yeah and then you have uh yeah and and i i also noticed from this intro that i liked the characters pretty immediately yeah me too like i like sam and i liked molly and i i fucking love um uh what's his name uh 
what I and his name is Miles Fisher in real life, but what's his character's name? Uh Dennis? We'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. Uh Peter. Peter, Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Peter, I liked a lot. Um, I thought he... I think Miles Fisher is fucking awesome. He's great in everything. He's great in Mad yeah. Men. He's good in... Uh, um, uh, what He's good at playing Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, he's like... His character was really great, and I love the relationship that he kind of has with Sam. I don't know. These, these people actually kind of felt real, uh, except for like Olivia, who's like the sexy right scientist <laughs> is just like in her bra at the beginning of this like work outing right uh yeah a little over the top and weird uh i i was offended jeremy i would have gone right to hr mm-hmm. no for uh, sure and then and then of course you get to the office and she is hr <laughs> what what luck <laughs> yeah uh so well they so they take a bus and uh their bus crosses over the uh north bay bridge uh, Sam has a premonition uh, that the bridge will collapse, killing everyone and his ex-girlfriend, Molly Harper, whom he uh, manages to get across the bridge safely. Uh, so, so what did you think of this whole fucking insane bridge collapse sequence? I really like it. I, I think there's like there's like a lot you can do with it. Um, it it's, I mean, bridges are scary as shit. Uh, I don't like them. The, the, uh, I don't know. There's certain moments like the fucking, uh, this isn't in the premonition, but like when that girl like falls in the water and then the car falls on top of her, I thought was like pretty crazy. Uh, and, uh, when we see in the premonition, um, fucking Miles's character who I already, uh, forgot his name, uh, falls and he, he we see his body like splatter against that like concrete slab dude that's uh, that was so fucking like, good <laughs> it was so yeah, sick it's really good yeah <laughs> yeah i like what um, did you think about the whole the whole opening i thought first of all the effects pretty much still hold up minus all of the 3d bullshit where like like when like uh, i think it's candace she like falls onto the ship and gets impaled um, which looked pretty stupid, like not in 3D. Um, yeah. A lot of the other, a lot of the other deaths looked pretty awesome. Like I think his name is, oh, man. I wish I knew everyone's name like straight up, but like Nathan is that the African American act guy? Is that Nathan? Uh, I have no idea. Or Isaac? Isaac? It might be Isaac. He gets like he gets like hit with a cable that's like snapped and swinging at like mock speed he just like gets obliterated by this fucking cable david keckner is like holding on to the bridge (laughs) as a bunch of tar spills on him and burns him alive like and they also have the confidence in these effects to show like a very long sequence like a long take of a bridge collapsing which i thought looked sick i thought that looked great like I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of action sequences where they hold on stuff so I can actually see what the fuck is going on. Yeah, me too. I thought, uh, yeah, I was a uh, definitely a big fan of the old, uh, the old bridge collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, and notably, uh, Molly survives the imaginary sequence, which I thought was a very interesting uh, setup, I guess, for what we're about to see 
in the rest of the yes. film, which is and, clearly death did not want her, you know? And uh, one thing I was doing during this one was I was actively like paying attention to like in what order people die and stuff, just because oh, you sure. that always comes up later. Um, but they always like spell it out for you <laughs> anyway. But uh, anyway, in a panic, uh, he persuades several people to leave the bridge before it collapses, uh, including Molly, his friends Shane Sears and Peter Friedkin, uh, Peter's girlfriend Candace Hooper, his boss Dennis Lapman. <laughs> and his coworkers, uh, Olivia Castle and Isaac Palmer. FBI agent Jim Block doesn't believe that Sam is responsible uh, for the bridge collab- collapse, but promises to keep an eye on him. Uh, uh, Jim Block, yeah. played by the amazing Courtney B. Vance, who was just in that amazing um, Ryan Murphy, The People versus OJ. Oh, okay. Uh, where he played Johnny Cochran. Um, he's he's amazing. He's the narrator, I think, in Isle of Dogs. Courtney B. Vance has got a long storied career. He's a very interesting actor. I, I really love his work. So it was cool to see him in this. Um and uh, yeah, and then we're at a uh, memorial service uh, where uh, Coroner William Br- Bloodworth mysteriously tells the survivors that <laughs> death doesn't like to be cheated. Uh-huh. Uh, something he likes to to. I want to follow a Bloodworth. I want to write a spec like, like a, like a Louis style like, comedy <laughs> oh, show. Yeah, where it has like the theme song of him like walking through like into the coroner's office, like from yeah, his apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that yeah, and then uh, he's when he's like his version of the comedy store is just like going to like a crowd of grieving teens, and like. <laughs> them, uh, <laughs> to be careful of that they like cheated death or something yeah. uh, so he warns them to be careful uh, however they uh, ignore his warning and leave believing uh, this to be nonsense fools Jeremy let me ask you something if you were in this situation um, if you were in this situation and you were someone you were like Peter mm. where you didn't have the premonition but like your friend supposedly had this premonition and it actually happened. And then uh, at a memorial service for a bunch of people that died at that thing, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) you meet this like mysterious man who you've never seen before who tells you to be careful uh, and that death doesn't like to be cheated. Would you take that as like something important? Yeah, absolutely. I take that as yeah, something important. Too. I also, but as usual, as per usual with Mister Bloodworth, I, I would be like, "What does that mean? Be careful! Like, what what should I do? Like, he never actually gives them any explicit instruction know, on anything. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I would be like, "Well, I guess I'll try. <laughs> I don't really know how." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So later, Candace goes to the gym to practice with. Oh, Peter. this is uh, so fucking good. It's really, really good. Uh, I think this is in my top three Final Destination deaths. Uh, Absolutely, this she- is. Uh, this might even be my number one. It's so it's set up so well. Again, it's shot with such craft 
where every yeah. every part of the sequence looks amazing. Cinematography and is really good in this movie. I know. Even like the lens choices they were using. Like it doesn't like the final destination looked like fake plastic crap to me. Yeah. Uh this yeah, yeah. looked like a film and like watching her on like so she is a um what would you call it? a gymnast uh like yeah, um, a gymnast a gymnast and um she is getting ready to like basically do some spins and jumps and like all that cool olympic shit yeah and uh yeah. there's this long sequence where she's on one of the bars and somehow a, a little screw is like mm-hmm. pointy side up like someone left it there or it fell from something um, there's all these great shots of her moving her feet, like switching foot positions around it, not stepping on it. But like, of course we're freaking out as the audience thinking she's gonna, uh, yeah. she ends up like bypassing that problem only to start like swinging on the bar when another gymnast ends up actually stepping on this screw, knocking over that, like, uh, what was you, what's that? Like st- that, that white powder that you use yeah, on your hands. Powder. Yeah, it's to like grip. I don't know what it's called, but it's grip. to help them grip. Right. Yeah. She knocks that into a fan, which throws off Candace mid-jump. So she's spinning in the air and she just lands like <laughs> like neck first on the mat and yeah. destroys her body. I mean, as if she had been it's like fucked. hit by a fucking bus. Like, like it is. And it's so quick too. the death. You know what I mean? And it's, re- yeah, it's really unexpected. Uh, I love the just chain reaction of like uh, involving this other gymnast who's mm-hmm. like doing this separate thing. And the tack thing was like very, it worked very well for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, this is a really, really good final destination uh, moment. Uh, yeah. So she snaps her fi- spine. Peter's devastated. Uh, and she also day, snaps her like leg bone is sticking out. Mm, yeah, when she's done, it it she it, it is a vicious, crazy death. Yeah, I would prefer not to die this way uh, mm-hmm, when I do die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, uh, Isaac is killed at a Chinese spa uh, when his head is crushed by a falling Buddha statue. Okay, so Isaac's a piece of shit. Dude, uh, Isaac is a asshole. cartoon piece of shit, though. Like Isaac right. is, a, is is one of Isaac and Olivia to me are the two worst characters in this film because they're just like, just so unrelatable and so like they remind me of characters from other Final Destination movies. Like they don't really even fit in this new yeah. mold. Like he's not funny as a pervert. He's just an idiot. And none of it looks like Jared Fogel, by the way. Right. I mean, I love the actor who plays him. He's great. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good character actor, but his character sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's like, just like a horny, gross, like idiot at the spa. Like, uh, assuming. Yeah. In a, in a fake way though, in a way that nobody truly is. He reminds me of that fucking creep in the, 2019 chucky film child's play film mm, who's like yes. that horny like uh soup superintendent or whatever who's like yeah like yeah, just yeah. such a cartoon version of a fucking creep like 
but yeah, so his this guy's death is a pretty classic Final Destination death. It's not very high up on my list, but it's pretty good. No, I it's hate satisfying though. I hate the acupuncture stuff. I cannot deal with all those it's needles. Fucked up, That's yeah. fucked up. He falls at one point. He's got a bunch of needles in him, and he he turns over and falls like face first onto the ground, sticking yeah. all those needles deep into his body, and it's so Brutal. excruciating. Yeah. Um. So Bloodworth, who has been present for both deaths, tells the remaining survivors that if they wish to cheat death, they must kill someone who has uh never who was never meant to die on the bridge and thereby claim their remaining lifespan. Mm-hmm. Right. Never which, meant. Which is go ahead. It's just great. I love the rules of that. And, yeah. And and yeah, the specific cool and, and the specificity of the lifespan uh, uh, clause is really interesting. And they get into that in an interesting way later on in the film. Um, Oh shit. Uh, So while, uh, wait, hold on. On the same day, Olivia goes to an eye uh, surgery clinic to treat her myopic vision. Uh, While the doctor is away looking for, Flies, the laser malfunctions. Flies? Her eye. That's what it says. <laughs> it yeah. Says, I don't uh, know what files? That, oh, files. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, I don't know. I mean, we had like just mirrored several uh, installments ago. We had a fucking uh, dentist office that was basically in a pigeon coop. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, I really like this. Is a, this is another one where I just really liked the cinematography mm-hmm. and also the directing of it too. Is like you can tell that they like the acting was great. I really, uh, yeah. I really liked her kind of like how she portrayed like the terror of this because it'd be so fucked up. I just know. Like, I fucking yeah. I would see, and that's the thing. Move. That's the thing about both the acupuncture and the LASIK is like they they both prey on fears of like you know, like something happening to your eye or God forbid you getting stabbed with a bunch of needles. It's all very real visceral uh, grounding for all of these deaths that make them so much more effective. Like I don't want shit to happen to my eye. Like that's, that is a huge fear. I think for me and a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're out there with a laser, uh, keep that damn thing away from my peepers. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, so she manages to free herself just as uh, Sam and Molly arrive to save her, uh, but trips and falls out of the window onto a car below, popping her eyeball out of her socket <laughs> and rolls on into the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, well, she yep. slips on an eyeball, right? Slips on one? Doesn't she trip on an mm-hmm. eyeball? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, later Sam learns that the survivors are dying in the order they were meant to die in, uh, classic final destination, uh, reveal and realize that (laughs) Nathan is next. Yeah. It's kind of like, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. At least they do it quick in this. It's like fast. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nathan, who has uh, returned to the factory, accidentally kills his coworker, Roy Carson during an argument by pushing him in front of a lifting hook, which impales him through the chin. And then like how through he, the head, which like, he, like, through he the gets head, stabbed yeah. kind of twice by the same hook. It's very, I mean, it's disgusting, but it's very good. <laughs> yes. And while he's like hanging by the head, mm-hmm. 
uh, from this hook, the guy, uh, Nathan asks him if he's okay. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Uh, so as Nathan informs the remaining survivors about this, they realize he claimed Roy's remaining lifespan by killing him and therefore must be safe. Uh, so when Dennis arrives to question Nathan about the incident, a wrench launched by a celt belt sander, celt bander, uh, hits him <laughs> in the face, killing him. Yeah. That would Which, do it. I was watching a video earlier today that was like pointing out a bunch of like fun Final Destination tidbits like about this particular film. And they mentioned how funny it is that like um, we see David Kickner get hit in the face with a wrench from behind. And we're kind of like, oh, uh, that sucks. But you don't really understand like what that did to his face. And then they cut to the reverse of like seeing that wrench embedded in his skull. And it's so much worse than you could have ever imagined. <laughs> like, yeah, the death of that. Like he, he basically, God. they give him like a Cyclops treatment of like just eviscerating half of his, but like not quite going through his head. So it's just like a wrench halfway embedded in his head. It is fucking so gross <laughs> um god uh fuck i i just lost my uh i had a i had an anecdote about a about a wrench but i forgot it uh oh, was that, that time evening, you killed that guy with a wrench oh that was it yeah i yeah. killed a guy with a wrench <laughs> last night <laughs> twisted him to death uh titty twisters to death uh oh, that I evening love it. uh after working at a restaurant, uh, Sam asks his supervisor to reserve the restaurant for a date with Molly. Um, Peter, who has become unstable after Candace's death, which, by the way, I kind of like, he, I know he's like a sad, pathetic uh, character at this point who's like grieving, mm -hmm. but Peter being all like sad and shit is like kind of funny. Dude, uh, I know, and I feel like they finally got this character right that they've been yes. trying to do in every single film, including the first one, which is like, there's someone in every movie whose girlfriend dies and they're super distraught. So they go after the main cast. And this one I actually bought. Like when they show all those flashbacks of Peter, like standing on street corners, like looking at like women, like a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. but he just can't kill anyone. Like it's so good. It's, it, it, I don't know. I really like, I really like this actor and I really like this performance. And you're right. It is funny that he is so pathetic and he, he is such a pathetic character, but I think it really worked for me in this context. Right. Um, and I also like his character, like his character before all this happened is like kind of just like a very like normal guy who I would maybe like be a little bit annoyed with or something in real life. Sure. Uh, if I like dealt with him on like a date, like if I worked with him or something like that, like he just seems very like careerist and and stuff like that uh but right. like a, like an overall like whatever like average average dude uh but it's just like funny to see him like when like when he's uh when they're all drinking in the office earlier on uh for some reason i really like his uh it's <laughs> just like sad pathetic like they're all having fun talking and he's just like staring off oh chugging, yeah uh taking big glugs of whiskey or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Hell yeah. So Peter interrupts the date and tells them uh, that he will kill Molly to take her lifespan. Uh, after Peter draws a gun, Sam and Molly both escape to the kitchen. 
Uh, and we're just in full-on fucking action movie mode at this point. Yeah. Uh, Agent Block overhears the gunshots from outside. He enters the restaurant. And he is shot dead by Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, believing that he is safe from death, Peter decides to kill both Molly and Sam to remove any witnesses. Uh, the two men fight, and Peter knocks Sam unconscious. Just as Peter is about to stab Molly with a kitchen knife, Sam awakens and stabs him in the back with a large skewer, mm-hmm. leading Sam to believe he has claimed Block's life. And, uh, well, so two things about this. One is I like that the death echoes how Peter died in the vision, where it's like getting stabbed from behind with like a fucking giant metal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, well, I have a, a few thoughts, right? So if the rules are, you have to kill somebody who wasn't supposed to die on that bridge, and then you get the rest of their lifespan, well, then killing the old grizzled, uh, detective only gives you like a half of what you yeah. might've actually <laughs> <Yeah>. like had <laughs> So you probably should have just killed a baby. Uh, I know that's gruesome and dark, but that's the rules. I also think it's kind of weird that Sam, who knows these rules, uh, like kills Peter, but like Peter was supposed to die on the bridge. So that, that's, that doesn't count, you know? Yeah. Like I kind of knew that while I was watching it. So I was like, Oh, well, but no, he was supposed to die. So that's not what you're supposed to kill someone who was unrelated to the to that like moment. But anyways, um we're off to we're off to the end, which I fucking love. So, go for it. Same. Uh so 2 weeks later, that's a fortnight, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Molly Are you talking about uh, that that video game that the cast of uh, yeah, so Euphoria I'm likes? or I'm doing whatever the uh the Fortnite dance uh-huh. is right now. You're a zoomer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh Sam and Molly uh yes. Uh Sam and Molly board a plane <laughs> to Paris. As they take their seats, they notice a couple passengers being removed from the plane. This is another moment where I was like, oh, fuck, we're, we're in a Final Destination movie on an airplane again. Hell yeah. Uh, upon takeoff, Sam overhears that one of the removed passengers had a vision of the plane's destruction and realizes it's too late for him to leave. I love this. And both he and Molly die in the explosion that follows. Uh, at Roy's memorial... Nathan learns that Roy had a brain aneurysm that would have burst any day now. Uh, As Nathan realizes he is still in danger, the landing gear from the plane breaks through the roof and crushes Nathan, uh, setting off the events of the first four films. Fuck. It's pretty dope. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, so like in, in that ending sequence, when we see the fucking plane like about to take off. We see that argument. It is the cast, the actual cast from the first film being pulled away, including Devin Sawa. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it is like, we see the cast, we realize what's going on. Uh, So that's already a huge twist that this was a low key prequel, which I think is so fucking smart immediately. And then, um, although I wonder what was the LASIK industry like in 2000? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if they did they have LASIK yet, but um, yeah. And then the double whammy is like the next twist is that Nathan, who we think is just safe, re- they realize like, oh, actually, he has a pulmonary artery. He's going to die any day now. The fucking p- 
plane crashes into the bar. It's like it's like <laughs> it's yeah. like the domino effect of that. It's just like it was so sick. Uh, and it, it it wrapped up in a way that I felt good. I felt like I wasn't cheated. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like like the rest of the films just make me feel like oh yeah whatever they just they're just gonna kill him in some kind of way especially the last one dude when that like fucking like weird like i don't know like they're doing like construction i think and like a car like flies through the window of the coffee shop they're at like you know something that would never fucking happen like i know this is far-fetched too but it just like wrapped everything up in such a nice bow that i could also see why they wouldn't want to make another final destination you know sure yeah i yeah i i liked I was happy to hear because I didn't know that this was kind of a financial success. I was happy to hear that because, yeah, I really like this one too. Um, I'm uh, there's like elements, there's like every element that I like about a Final Destination movie in it. Right. Where there is like some like actual like something different uh, for for us that have been watching all these movies. Uh, but then there's also uh, like just really good kills they're done like really well they look really good uh and they're not like they don't seem cheap like in the fourth one uh and there's also moments that are like funny uh unintentionally and i think mostly unintentionally like this is a movie where like if i was watching this with a bunch of people we would be like laughing at stuff that we shouldn't be laughing at but then there would also be moments like the fucking gymnastic scene where we'd be on like the edge of our seats, like going crazy, you know, like it, that's how I feel about three and two also is they, they kind of have, uh, have like all those different elements or there is sort of like still a little bit of like a bad horror movie, like fun, bad horror movie vibe, but it's actually like pretty good. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I fucking, I really enjoy this movie. Um, do you have like a ranking? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with, um, for me, it's, uh, in order of best to worst, it's going to be five, one, three, two, four. Oh, you put five as your top. That's my top. Yeah. Yeah. I like it better than the first one for sure absolutely for sure this was this this one actually felt like a real movie in fact i earlier in the episode i was like they should have made this the sequel to the first film honestly they could have just made this the first film like (laughs) they actually like made made they fixed so many of the problems with the first film like making the story like i don't know like making the stakes make sense and giving it rules so it's not just like fucking we're just waiting for these people to die out the whole time you know um yeah no i i thought this i thought this one was was great and uh totally like totally put it at at the top one is a very close second though because i do appreciate the nostalgia of it uh three i think is also just a really fun romp and i love mary elizabeth winstead uh two is a huge piece of shit but it's on the yeah. list because it has to be. And then four is the worst thing I've ever seen. What's your ranking? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I would say my favorite is still three. And then my second favorite is probably this one. And then one, four, uh, two and four. Um, and 
I imagine if there's like ever any more that come out, they will always be better than four. Cause yeah, it's a piece of shit, bad movie. <laughs> um, we want to hear, as we do with all these franchises, we want to hear your uh, ranking of the Final Destination films. Tweet at us, at ChuckyRules420. I'll try to remember to, to tweet out like a thing to like ask people to, because that was fun when we did that with the... Uh, with the uh, the Chucky movies, we got. Oh a lot yeah, of, a lot that was great. Yeah, you know, I bet there's people out there that think four is their favorite one, and I would love to hear why. Uh, but yeah, there were people. Uh, there were people that said were saying like Curse of Chucky was their favorite Chucky movie, which we famously did not like uh, at all. Right. Um, so yeah, but Jeremy. Uh, what do you got? Any anything you wanted else you wanted to say? I guess about this movie, this franchise, um, life some, in some general. <laughs> some parting, parting words. Uh, I this was so far. I think I I did have fun with this. I was gonna say some disparaging. Give this like a disparaging end. I did have fun with this, actually, this series. I liked it a lot. I I, uh, I think that it of all of the the film franchises that we've covered so far, which hasn't been a lot, but you know, I think we're on our third one. Um, this one was probably my least favorite of those because it was so one notey, but it was good to go through yeah. and kind of like. Like, I didn't know I felt that way. You know what I mean? Like, I had to watch all of them and all of them in a row in a pretty short amount of time to, like, figure out, like, oh, yeah, like, I I don't... There, like, this is a problem. And, you know, you brought up Saw earlier, and I bet it would be a problem with Saw, too. Like, I bet if we watch all those back-to-back, we'd kind of be like, okay, we get it. It's the same shit over and over. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I would love to do an episode, and maybe this is, like, a little peek behind the curtain for a future bonus episode, but I would love to sit down with you and just pitch on how you actually make a franchise last based on what we know yeah, from watching franchises, yeah. like as, as film writers, you know what I mean? Like putting on our, our story structure hats, like how do you make a franchise last? Like what films do it the best and what films, and what can we learn from these films that kind of don't nail it every time? But yeah, yeah that would be my, great. Yeah. That's my closing thought. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I really, I'm so glad that five was, was good. Um, because right. Just like yeah, I was Chucky, really, where we went on a big high, <laughs> right? Yeah. And with the Chuckies, I think we were getting, especially after curse, we were getting a little like burnt out and, uh, yeah, I think, I, I, I think this, uh, franchise saved itself. And honestly, I kind of hope they don't make more of them because they, yeah, you're right. They ended on, on, on a high note and, uh, um, just the ending of this one is just so fun and, uh, it wraps everything up in like a really great way that you don't see in horror movies a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely stoked that we, that we covered this, uh, franchise and, um, so for the future, uh, during October, we have a few movies that we'll be covering just in the spirit of Halloween. Um, and we also have some requests, uh, which if you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, you can, uh, there's a tier where you can request, um, 
at movies and TV shows that we do that we do episodes on, and uh, we are going to be doing two regular episodes of requests next. So we'll do Tusk, right? Uh, which was requested by Brian. Uh, I think we'll do that next week, Jeremy, if that sounds good. And then, uh, and then the, the Shining, um, which I cannot fucking wait to talk about the Shining because. Uh, um, Jeremy, I had a I had a movie weekend and because uh, I had some time and I watched The Shining and uh, Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> in the same day. Uh, <laughs> my brain is like still recovering from it, but uh, we'll be doing that. And then I think uh, we talked about covering the first Halloween movie, right? Yeah, for sure. I want to cover that over the course of the season at some point, but we got to get to these other films first. So it'll probably be late in the month, probably around the time Halloween happens. I think we should cover that for for like maybe like our Halloween, the episode that comes out on Halloween. Because I think we'll have an episode. Let me just check here. Uh, Halloween is, uh, what is that, October 31st? Yeah, I think we'll be releasing an episode on Halloween. So we should... uh, Maybe we'll drop the Halloween episode, but we want to get we want to hear uh, what you what like franchises uh, or things you want us to cover in the future. Um, we're open to different genres. Uh, I kind of like the idea of covering like the whole body of work of like a specific director or an actor. Uh, I think that could be fun, uh, and I have some ideas too. But um, we're open to suggestions, so shoot us a tweet. <laughs> right. Uh yeah. And Jeremy, we're going to go out with a uh, a quote from Final Destination 3 and uh <laughs> There aren't a lot of like funny quotes in this one. So I'm going to do nah, I've, I I feel like this is just a good wrap-up quote anyway. Uh This is from the great William Bloodworth. Death don't like to be cheated. <laughs>